A lot of leaders and innovators talk about disrupting healthcare, but what does that really mean? And how does one actually do it? On Life-Centered Healthcare, we dive into these questions and more, talking to innovators who are leveraging Clay Christensen's theories to transform our healthcare ecosystem. I'm Ann Summers-Hogg, Director of Healthcare at the Clayton Christensen Institute, and I hope these stories help inspire you along your journey to transform health and care. Welcome back, listeners. Today, I'm excited that we're going to talk about how we can shift from a reactive sick care system to one that is proactive and preventive. In order to do this, we need an interdependent approach to medical education, or perhaps we should call it health education. Today, we're going to talk to an innovative leader to understand how they are transforming medical education at their institution. And that innovative leader is joining me today, Dr. Shireen Gabriel. She is the Executive Vice President for Health at Arizona State University. And prior to taking on this role, Dr. Gabriel served as the Dean Emeritus at Mayo Medical School, as well as the Dean Emeritus at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. She was also the CEO of Robert Wood Johnson Medical Group, President Emeritus at Rush University, and former Chief Academic Officer for Rush System for Health. As someone who has a career-long commitment to medical education innovation, I'm grateful to have Shireen with us today. Shireen, welcome to Life-Centered Healthcare. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to have you. We are going to talk to Shireen today about how they are working on launching ASU Health and how this new model will improve health through an interdependent approach. So let's dive right in. ASU Health is taking a different approach to health education, and your website notes that you are a, quote, health learning ecosystem. Could you tell us more about what this means and what this ecosystem entails? Sure, I'd be happy to. So we are very intentional about the way we present and the way we frame ASU Health, not as an institute or a health system or a school or a college, but as a learning health ecosystem that harnesses and accelerates all the health assets and health innovations of one of the nation's largest public research universities, ASU, and those assets and innovations are considerable, creates new ones, and then brings all of these together with the goal of improving health outcomes and also addressing critical health care needs, not only of our state here in Arizona, but, but across the country and beyond. What are some examples of how the different components in the ecosystems might work together? It's a comprehensive, multifaceted suite of solutions, we like to call it. Again, collectively designed to improve health outcomes for Arizonans, Americans, and people the world over. And I'll just give you some of the examples. It won't cover absolutely everything. So this this includes the creation of two innovative first-in-the-nation schools, the School of Medicine and Medical Engineering and the School of Public Health Technology. They're different disciplines, obviously, but they share the fact that we've reimagined both of those disciplines, putting technology, engineering, AI, data science right at the core of medicine and of public health. Second example I'll provide is in nursing. There are critical shortages in nursing and actually across the health professions all over the country. And these will be addressed through accelerated growth in our Edson College of Nursing and Health Innovation and our College of Health Solutions, where together with external partners, we are doubling, tripling the output of nurses and of other health professionals. 
We are also designing a network of nurse-led community health clinics in some of the most vulnerable of our communities to provide care, but also to provide an opportunity to train nurses and other health professionals right in the community. And we also have a number of other community-facing initiatives, primarily around health literacy in collaboration with local schools, just as an example. On the research side, we have already launched the Health Observatory. It's a one-of-a-kind surveillance system for early detection of health threats. So think what we heard about, what we all learned about during the pandemic with wastewater as a tool to identify early threats. So we're using a number of different data sources, that's just one of them, to provide a picture of the health of our population and be able to pick up health threats much earlier than we have in the past and obviously then intervene early. And finally, ASU Health will also drive research and innovation together with our partners, especially uh, the Mayo ASU Alliance for Healthcare, which is a premier partner for us, and ASU's Health Innovation Zones. We have seven of those and we're planning growth in very many of them. So as you can see, it's a It's a lot, but they are all interrelated and they all have a single focus. Thank you for explaining that. And in your explanation, it becomes clear why it is ASU Health and not ASU School of Medicine. Correct. (laughs) And, And really how you mentioned there are two innovative first in the nation schools, the School of Medicine and Advanced Engineering, and then the School of Public Health Technology. And that in those two first in the nation schools, they are not necessarily new disciplines, but you've reimagined the disciplines, really putting AI and data science at the core of each of them. But then it's not just those two schools. It's also the nursing component, the research component, and the role of your partners outside of ASU's core. We really believe that all of those partners, and internal and external, need to come together in a coherent, cohesive strategy if we're serious about moving the needle on health. Let's dive into that more, actually. I love what you just said about that, uh, coming together in a coherent strategy. How do you do that? with various partners and various schools that may each have their their own agendas? How do you create that coherent strategy? We're fortunate at ASU, which as you probably aware, through its charter, this is a university that has advanced a new model for research universities, the new American university model. Now, a model that's committed to excellence, access, and impact but also has a central tenet of intellectual fusion. That's what we call it. And so I'm just going to kind of go outside health for a second. So ASU has strategically recombined traditional disciplines to fuse intellectual strengths across these diverse disciplines, creating new schools with new identities that have a lot of the traditional content, but are thinking about it in new ways and are putting people together from different disciplines who can approach problems in new ways. So examples at ASU from outside health are the School of Sustainability, the School of Human Human Evolution and Social Change, the School of Earth and Space Exploration, and there are many others. So this is something that we do as an institution. So we're going to use the same approach and the same thinking to fuse the disciplines of biomedicine, humanities, and engineering. Training a new generation of medical practitioners that we hope 
will be capable to apply these skills, best practice engineering and biomedical skills together while delivering exceptional humanistic care. So we're just fortunate at our institution that this is something that we've done before, you know, fusing disciplines, bringing people together in ways that it isn't typically done. And we're just taking that tried and true model and applying it to health. When it comes to the different curriculums that are part of ASU Health, a lot of medical schools say they have an innovative curriculum or they're seeking to be the most innovative medical school. But what really sets ASU Health's approach to the curriculum apart from the rest? Medicine, I think, is one of the most highly regulated, perhaps the most highly regulated higher education discipline, uh, very appropriately. And so our accrediting bodies have very specific list of standards and elements within those standards that you must comply with in order to deliver an MD curriculum. And we're doing all that. But again, what we're doing differently, we're proposing to do differently, we're well on our way, is to fuse technology, to fuse medical engineering, to fuse data science and bring in humanities in maybe a different way. So it's not so much you're learning medicine and then tomorrow you're learning about engineering. It's bringing engineering principles right into the medical training, learning about the cardiovascular system physiology, and then learning about flow dynamics and other engineering principles that apply to the cardiovascular system right at the same time. And so in those ways, we're hoping to graduate health professionals that think about these problems differently, that have maybe more tools in their tool set, that are more able to partner with other experts to, you know, solve the problems that we have been challenged with in health. I'd love to follow up on something you said about the cardiovascular education. And you mentioned how you're taking a different approach. So for centuries, medical education, for our listeners who aren't aware, has really been focused on training practitioners to reactively care for humans based on different body systems. So the cardiovascular system being one of those. But how does your focus at ASU Health around reimagining the discipline of public health take a different approach? Well, when you think about public health, it's hard not to reflect on the worst of the pandemic that we've all just experienced. And it's clear from examining our country's outcomes during the pandemic that public health, the way it's currently designed and delivered, has failed us. Our outcomes should not have been, you know, whether it's mortality or morbidity associated with COVID, should not should have been a fraction of what they were. So we plan to fuse technology, AI, right into the traditional public health disciplines to train public health professionals differently. Public health professionals that are capable of expertly leveraging available technology, maybe working with others to co-create, to co-invent new technology, all in the service of improving the public's health. So when we think about contact tracing, early threat detection, rapid response, vaccine delivery, all of the things that are involved, all of those can be improved dramatically with appropriate focused integration of technology and application of technology 
alongside traditional public health. When you were talking about the health observatory, so really the the health surveillance system for health threats a little earlier, as we don't have pandemics each year, hopefully, although I guess we could get to a place when that happens, how do you anticipate that this surveillance system might be leveraged not just in times of mass need, like a national or global pandemic, but do you see it also being used for day-to-day public health issues? Oh, absolutely. So I'm an epidemiologist by training in addition to being a physician. And we, in my discipline of epidemiology, have already tried in a number of ways to identify pockets of higher risk of certain conditions than others. It could even be, why is it that this part of Phoenix has so much more asthma than other parts of Phoenix. Well, you know, there might be, there might be explanations for that. So it's day to day issues. Flu, almost every communicable disease that you can think of is not spread perfectly evenly among the population. And there could be pockets that we're made aware of. And then we go and try and understand why is it that this community is experiencing more of a particular condition than others. And again, the hope is to be able to change that. So a better understanding of drivers of the health outcomes helps you to better address them. Yes. When you think about how training providers in this integrated way, not just focusing on traditional medical components, but also the role of data science and public health practice. How do you believe that this will help set providers up to create better health outcomes? All of us went into medicine to help people, right? And the ASU Health approach allows providers not only to provide exceptional care in the clinic, one patient at a time, as we were all trained to do and and as we'll for sure have in our curriculum, but will also enable them working with teams of other of other experts to devise novel solutions that can help hundreds or even thousands of patients at the same time. So the ability to do both is very exciting, to take care of your patients one patient at a time, and then also be able to devise health solutions that can really scale to much larger numbers of patients. Awesome. So really enabling the provider to make an impact both at the micro and the macro level. And as you pointed to, many doctors say they went into medicine in order to help people. And actually, I don't know that I've ever met a physician who hasn't said that's one of the reasons that they went into medicine. But to that end, what benefits do you think ASU Health's approach to education will really create for patients and healthcare consumers. We've talked a lot about how it benefits the the providers and the nurses, but how do you see this really benefiting patients and healthcare consumers? It's uh, really the same thing. And so if patients have a provider who is providing them the very best care they can, but also thinking about how their particular unique situation can help others or maybe even can help them and their family in the future. It sort of is a more, I don't know, it's more expansive way of thinking about improving health. It's improving health for individuals, improving health for communities. And the ability to do both is what we're hoping 
our newly trained providers will have. That's awesome. And I think that's a great place to conclude because what you just talked about there is how the ASU health approach is really, it's improving health for the individual and for the collective. It's shifting from a focus on modular components or one body system at a time to the total impact of the integrated approach. So thank you so much, Shireen, for coming to chat with us today about ASU Health, about the innovative approach that the school is taking to not just traditional medical education, but in fact, you are expanding the horizon. You're broadening the aperture of what health education means, how it is designed, how the ecosystem in which it is taught is created, and how the providers and the patients and the communities and ultimately our nation might flourish based on how providers are trained and the tools that they have at their disposal. So thank you so much, not just for coming to chat with us today, but also for the work that you are doing to better both individual and collective health. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Life-Centered Healthcare. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And for more of the latest in healthcare, check out our website, christiansoninstitute.org. You can sign up for our newsletter and read our latest industry insights. Until next time, have a wonderful day, everyone.